Oh yeah. I remember this riff. This brings me back to like jamming in someone's like music room. <laughs> this is the music room. Probably some great music rooms in Charlotte. Oh I feel yeah, like that's man. A music room town. Oh, there's a lot of music rooms in Charlotte. <laughs> Just you and and Seth Curry <laughs> playing some forty one. This, this, I was like, this song, yeah. I was like, this isn't so pop punk, and I'm like, oh, now it is. I think like b- because they're like a bit of a Canadian, like middle of nowhere band, they have this great pop sensibility because this has like a lot more than just pop punk going on. It's got the little like rap rap Beastie That's Boys kind of yeah. Like this riff half, is like, yeah. I love this drummer. He like does the other vocals, kind oh, of a rapper. Yeah. Like this is that's total BC Boys. Yeah, definitely BC Boys influenced. I never realized it. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean they're talking about Iron Maiden and Judas Priest too, and you can kind of hear that in some of those guitar harmonies. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. We gotta keep going. Pop punk perfected the use of halftime. Yeah, I think so too. Them, them are like Mike Portnoy on the Octavarium record. Some cracking half times. Uh, like in this, like the little kind of like hardcore breakdown, not really. And then like this, like. Oh, yeah, I remember this. This like Avril Lavigne section. This is really emo. Yeah. Remember when emo was such a thing? Yeah, man? I know. It's crazy. Like bright eyes. This kind of predates that, but yeah. This does predate it, yeah. At least like in terms of popularity. Like emo got big probably like 05. Yeah. When we were like 15. <laughs> yeah, this part's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. The track we're going to talk about today is Fat Lip by Canadian pop punkers Sum 41. It was released as the lead single off their record entitled All Killer No Filler, which is one of the classic and seminal records for the genre. Written by all four members of the band and produced by the legendary Jerry Finn, Mm -hmm. Fat Lip topped the charts and even eventually made its way onto Guitar Hero. So that's, I think, how you fucking know. Yeah, you You made a sick riff. I wonder what the residuals are on Guitar Hero. (laughs) Like what what you get from making it to Guitar Hero. I bet it's pretty good. I wonder if you can negotiate more if your song is like through the fire and the flames. Yeah, like it's the hard, the the heavier the difficulty, (laughs) the more money you make. I wonder, some 41, I wish I could ask them that question just like send them an email like i do a podcast like i want i want to know like how much money do you guys make from having fat lip <laughs> that'd be amazing guitar, yeah. i think we'd shoot, I think we'd shoot <laughs> the shot man so like this this song is one of the great pop punk songs it sort of introduced some 41 to like the mainstream audience and yeah they were a popular band for many years and even now i think they're still kicking it you know playing shows yeah. to people who buy their records they're not like a number one yeah. charting band anymore but right. they're also a canadian which i think helps them yeah i feel a real like, dedicated know, audience yeah man, i think canadians stick up for each other support yeah. each other man <laughs> so this song like reminds me of like the american pie like movie era of course right and yes. I, it probably was in one of those movies check this out so the first time the band performed this song live on like television was on saturday night live on october 6 2001 in an episode hosted by Sean William Scott. 
Oh wow, Stifler. that's who, that's who I exactly who I like. Yeah, that, when I close my <laughs> eyes, like I imagine him like skateboarding. I kind of imagine him being in some forty one, and I was yeah, just like, yeah, damn, yeah, some yeah, things yeah, yeah. in reality are just too perfect. Yeah, um, I, this song's produced really well. Of course, like it ha- it it contains like kind of like this punk spirit, but it's also got like these rap rock parts, some sort of heavier rock parts. It's got a really pop section in the bridge. Like, how do you mix a track with all these kind of different? like sonic imprints yeah well i think what was really smart of them is using what is great about each sonic imprint to establish a part of the song okay cool like i really liked how the intro and that that first verse was like more like the rock rap beastie Mm -hmm. boys thing we were talking about because it kind of just like sets it off and then when it hits the pop punk verse thing yeah yeah it's like you're so in pop punk world (laughs) yes you you know it's like i think they did such a good job of blending genres but putting them in such perfect arrangement yeah the arrangement works i guess the arrangement's really good the performances are great too i love the way the drums sound yeah of course this this era this is this is you said 2001 yeah yeah i feel like in like early 2000s like guys really started like mastering sample packs yeah yeah (laughs) like these drums sound fucking amazing like i don't know what it is like they it's sort of like at this this time period in music it's like the record recording a drum set the best way it can sound without it sounding like a million other things whereas like now it's like the drums if you like the best drummers will have all these weird sounds on their kits yeah. which is cool yeah but at this point it's like just hearing like the regular trap drum set like it's recording perfected yeah that's amazing it's also um the performance of the drums too like we were talking last i think it was last week about the paramore maybe yeah yeah and how we were talking about you know growing up and being in pop punk bands and how like the drummer had to be literally the best musician Always in the, the good band one. Yeah, yeah because pop punk drums are very hard like they're li- every song is fast they're doing tons of fills where like the bass is playing four notes the guitar's chugging away on and then the singer kind of just yells. Yeah, just yells. You know, it's just like, they, but the they, drummer has to hold all this together <laughs> somehow. They always were the best. I do think he's like the best member of this band. Some 41's like kind of a cool, cool for a pop punk band in the sense that like maybe they were better players. Yeah. I feel like the guitarists are a little bit better. Their like use of harmony is a little bit more like in line with like traditional rock and roll. Yeah. Which I think helps them like, feel edgier i didn't re- i listening back i didn't realize how heavy it was because growing up i wasn't a sum 41 fan yeah. i felt like the sum 41 fans were like edgier kids yeah they were like the kids that were cutting class and like smoking cigs definitely the clove kids yeah exactly 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 <laughs> where'd it go you see where it went yeah it's right over there by those vampire kids what hey hey we aren't vampire kids we're freaking goth Whatever, Dracula. Why don't you turn into a bat or something? So lame. So lame. You got it. Um, and it makes sense now hearing it and being like, yeah. oh, this is heavier than I remember. It's a little bit more like rock and roll. It um, is more rock and roll, yeah. Th- they're from the small town of Ajax, which is in Ontario. Sounds like so, that soccer team. The Ajax? <laughs> Ajax. It's like some German team. <laughs> so the, the lead singer of Sum 41... Um, Interesting guy, right? Married to Avril Lavigne for a spell. Yep. Has had like b- chronic back issues yep. since he was like pretty young. Yep. And he said that he could play in the NBA. Not with those back issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quote from him. All right. 
most people are really surprised by by me being great at basketball because of my height and the fact that I'm from Canada. In school, I was the captain of my team, and that was a big honor. I was honestly good enough for the NBA. Ask anyone who knew me back then, and they all say the same. But I lost interest once Michael Jordan stopped playing. Dude, this is so... I don't know if this belongs on this podcast, but it's just, just a crazy quote. I'm, I feel like I'm on Facebook right now. <laughs> like, I'm just like looking back and I'm just like, I see these posts on fucking That's Facebook. It. I bet dude. he's like one of those crazy Facebook people. <laughs> <laughs> just go back and fucking ask Tom. <laughs> I couldn't hate it. <laughs> then MJ quit. And you know what? F- fuck it. I'm My, over yeah. basketball. I'm over. Yeah, he was was my only competition and he quit. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I don't know what that has to do with some 41. I I think it's amazing. I just came across the quote. I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? It's like a fucking school of like 30 kids, you know? (laughs) In Ajax. Right, Ajax. I I could ball. (laughs) Okay, last question. We probably should have let off with this, but we'll just end with it. This riff is fucking sick from the song. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what makes a good riff? This is something I never think about yeah. and I don't know the answer to. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it's, the, it's the whole school, like the whole Tom Morello, Audio <laughs> Slave, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the rhythm of the riff. Yeah. I think that's the key. If you have a really sick rhythm, it's and it because the idea of a riff is it's kind of like you have to think of a guitar riff kind of like a drum machine or an 808. And that's when rap music made sense to me when they're like, oh, like you have to think of the 808 part as the guitar part. I think you maybe said that to me. Yeah, sometimes I I do think about it like that. I think I heard you say that. (laughs) Thanks. And and it made sense. And so like when I think about guitar riffs, it's like, well, the 808 and the drums make people move. Yeah. That's what the guitar riff needs to do. Yeah, the riffs do need to be like a bit more crushing on the rhythm end. Exactly. And like they just have to have like a cool like sonic introduction they do like this one the guitar sound it almost sounds like the eq is like a little bit smaller it's like on the radio yeah exactly yeah, it's like got like the radio effect on it. and this is like a something that i think was really cool about like jerry finn mm-hmm. and like what's the other dude from this era is it john feldman that sounds familiar yeah yeah it's like they just always knew how to make intros yeah be like introduce a part in yeah kind i of mean a cool one way. of the famous ones that we did with our boy matt was the feeling, feeling this yeah. yeah which also jerry finn i think exactly yeah but like that intro was such a sonic timestamp. yeah it's like oh so i think that helps the riff too yeah it's crazy because i'm like think I'm in, in my head while we we're talking i'm like what's a better riff like some 41 fat lip or roundabout by yes <laughs> Or that that what's it feel like to be a ghost? Oh yeah, that's, that's such a good a one. Sick intro riff. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> down, down, that's got okay. That's we'll get, a good intro riff. We'll do this for Patreon. We'll do we'll do a riff bracket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get it. We'll bring like ten riffs each. I'm gonna give you a fat lift <laughs> no. with with my riff from another band. <laughs> <laughs>